Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Now here's your host, Lindsay Favaza. Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I have on the show today, Savannah Lavender. She is with Remax True in the metro Atlanta region of Georgia. She and I have known each other for a little while now. She's one of our kind of memorable faces that we see at different events and has been good friends with Anthony for quite a while. So she's someone who I've become more and more familiar with over the years. She started on a team. She got licensed about nine years ago, um, started on a team, and then since COVID, went out on her own. So I can't wait for you guys to hear her story today. Welcome to the podcast today, Savannah. Hello, everyone. So excited to have you. Thanks for agreeing to this at such short notice, by the way, too. I realized next week I was going to be on vacation. I'm like, crap, we need more episodes. <laughs> so you are the, I've been wanting to get you on here, like I had mentioned to you for a while, but you were on our previous podcast. So I was like, well, I'll give it a little time. But then this time I was like, nope, she's got to get on here because I know that you're crushing it. You continue to crush it. And who else to have on the Agents Who Crush It in podcast than you? Thank you. So, so excited to have you here. So tell me, start from the beginning. When you first got into real estate, explain to our audience, you know, what were your thoughts about getting into real estate? What were some of your fears? What were some of the things that you kind of had to overcome in the beginning? Oh, Lord. Okay. So I came, my background is in marketing. Um, went to college for, I got my business degree. Um, I've always been in sales. So it was kind of easier for me to transition. It wasn't like, you know, I came from somewhere where I didn't talk to someone every single day and then going straight into something that you literally have to talk to someone every single day. Um, so, and I, my parents would tell you if a tree could talk, I'd talk to it. Um, <laughs> I'm a very people person. I don't meet a stranger. Um, so I came from property management. So kind of in the realm of real estate and I've always, um, was like, you know, back when we first bought our house was when the market was, kind of coming up in 2011 down here in Atlanta and didn't think much of it. You know, I was 24, just got married as was pregnant with our first. And then we decided to, you know, after Beckham was um, two, almost two, we were like, you know, what, it's time to sell our house. So the team that I went on was the, the lady that sold it. Um, our first home was the, my team leader. And she was like, you know, you'd be really good in real estate. Why don't you come get your license? I was like, eek, just got married, just had a baby. I don't know if I want to go straight into. You're like This uh, might not be the right time. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, you know, straight commission is scary for anyone. I yeah. mean, you go from. I mean, golly, I was probably back in 2012 making like 40,000, you know, nothing crazy. Um, But it was a set, you know, something that I was bringing. You knew what to expect. Yes. Um, And in real estate, you don't, obviously. (laughs) It's a roller coaster ride of emotions is what I call it. (laughs) Um, So it took a good about six months and I had a good conversation with my husband he was, I will tell y'all, he was not on board at first. He was very nervous. Um, now he thinks he can be a stay-at-home dad. So <laughs> <laughs> look how this has turned yeah. around for him. Yeah. Interesting turn of events. Um, so I, <laughs> this is funny. I actually decided to quit my job. Um, didn't tell him because I'm such a great wife. 
Um, but we were in the process of building. So I was my real, my real estate agent's worst nightmare. Cause I quit my job before we sold our house <laughs> or before we closed. Now you're telling people every day. Oh don't my God. Every day. Don't do what I did. <laughs> like an idiot. But luckily my boss was super cool. She was like, when they, um, I did it to where the closing date in my time frame was two weeks before I started real estate school. Um, and so, yeah, I was nervous, Nelly. Like I didn't know what to expect. I was thinking I'm going to get in here and I'm going to sell all my friends and family's houses. And, but as we know, uh, your friends and your family typically will not use a new baby agent. Yeah. Um, but that's they want you I, to prove yourself more yes. than someone just off the street. They the want street. you to, they want to know that you've done this and can yeah. help them for sure. And luckily being on the team that I was with, the the combination of the team leader and um, the years combined with uh, everybody in the office that we had so many people that had been in the industry, you know, prior to the market crashing and everything. So they'd been through all the roller coaster of real estate. So, yeah, I mean, I was on the team for almost six years. Um, and then COVID hit. And I mean, I would say probably by year three, I was really comfortable in my own skin with being able to say, okay, I don't need, um, to worry about having leads given to me. I was, I definitely was able to say, okay, I'm, I'm confident. I was going to say, you had mentioned to me before that it was only three years in that you felt pretty confident that you yeah. were, and you were still on the team, but now you were getting your own business and you were working off your own sphere, which by the way, is an accomplishment, especially for someone that's on the team. Cause sometimes they do rely a lot heavily on those leads. So yeah. it takes them a little bit longer to maybe build a business, but you did it in three years. That's huge. Yeah, I definitely, you know, and I, I'm a go-getter for sure. Like I am in my own competition with myself. If there was a month that I did three closings well, that month, my, my dream board was going to be four, you know, I all every year. And I tell this, I think when I even came up there and spoke, I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter. Do a vision board every single year when you can visualize and you see that dream board on wherever. I mean, I have mine in my bathroom. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be about business. It can be about anything in your life. Um, it really does help. I, I will never forget my first vision board. I had a David Yerman ring and I will tell the story until the day I die. I had wanted this ring for, since I was like 16. And I remember my first closing, I was like, I'm going to buy that damn ring. It was nerve wracking because it was a really expensive ring. <laughs> You're like, yeah, maybe I don't need it. I don't, but I, yourself out I don't even have a alarm today. But at the end of the day, it was something that was on that board. And I just worked my butt off and I did it and I got it. And that was the first thing I could check off. And so in here on out, I mean, it definitely helped having the camaraderie as the team. Um, I tell people all the time when people are asking me, you know, I want to get my license. How do I start? And I'm like, you definitely need to find a team that you can learn from. You can learn the lingo, not saying everyone needs to, but I know for me personally, there's no way I could have gone out into this industry cold Turkey. There's no way I know myself. I would have given up probably just knowing it's not the fact that it's, Oh, it's too hard. It's just when you don't know what you don't know. And regardless of how many times I took that stupid state test, it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> yeah, those tests don't prepare you for the real life. Absolutely not. They don't prepare you for anything for real estate. Um, so yeah, after, um, COVID hit, um, you know, unfortunately, obviously COVID sucked as we all know, but at the end of the day, um, it really kind of lit a fire. I mean, I think 2020 was still my best year so far because people were stuck at home and they either needed to downsize or upsize. So it really was like, you know, I don't really need the leads anymore. You know, I need to see if I can do this on my own. That was a goal of mine regardless. I think that's with any real estate agent. Every real estate agent I think that starts on the team wants to go to that next level. And that next level for me was becoming an independent agent. And I haven't looked back. I mean, honestly, that was, I think I I left the team in uh, March, the end of March of 2020. So like right when COVID was at its peak. Uh, So that was another smart decision. (laughs) Did you have a moment of like, oh crap, like COVID's about to start and I'm making this. So, you know, you've now made two big decisions in your life based on like kind of funky timing. Uh But to be honest with you, you may not have stuck with it if it wasn't for those decisions being made at those times. If it wasn't for you saying, you know, I'm quitting my job and going full steam ahead, regardless of what my husband thinks, like imagine you may have gotten stuck in that job, gotten a promotion and then been like, oh, I guess I'll just stay. So you never know. know? No. And it, and I wouldn't have been able to, you know, I look back at your past, you never know what the what ifs, but I look back at being able, I grew up with my dad owning his own company. So that was huge for me uh, growing up, always having my dad with me and my mom owns her own company as well. So I never had a parent that had like a nine to five and growing up with that. That's really what I wanted. I wanted my kids to see me. I wanted to be able to go to field days, field trips, um, spring breaks, you know, things that I grew up on. I wanted to have my kids have the same, you know, feel for it too. Absolutely. So yeah, COVID hit and I said, you know, let's see if I can do this. And what were some of the challenges that you faced in the beginning of switching over to being an independent? Um, I, you know, the challenges I think were just in my own head. I was in my own head about things. Um, you know, I had the support of everyone around me, my husband, my friends, my family members, my clients saying, congratulations. I can't wait to, you you know, I had the business. It was just more or less like, who do I go to if something was to happen? And that's where um, meeting with my broker, Tamara, was a great um a great rapport because she, even though I'm not technically on a team, she has a team on her side of things on the, cause she's new construction. And so that was good to know because regardless of me being not on a team, all of us independent agents on the resale side have each other's backs. Um, so Yes, we're not on a team, but it still feels like one. Um, and I think that's when you find a brokerage that can support you on those on if you want to be on new construction on a team or resale, we have that team bonding. We have those, you know, we have a lake. Oh, we okay, we have lakes over here. So we have lake days and everything. Oh. And 130,000 degree weather. <laughs> I'm like, you better have a lake yeah. and a pool. And a pool. Um, yeah. But I mean, what it comes down to when I hear you saying here is that like, you know, having a team was super necessary for you when you began, but really like throughout your entire career, you need some mentor and support. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no matter who you get that from, just making sure you have those people that you can turn to if things are tough 
or some kind of coach or someone that you can rely on to kind of help guide you even just mentally through a difficult market or a difficult time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sounds like you've been lucky enough to have some of those people around you. Yeah. And I think here's the thing. I think we all need it regardless of how long we've been in the, in the industry. I mean, um, from new agents to agents that have been in the business for 20 years. I think we all have one of the, sometimes those transactions that you need to vent. <laughs> you need it. Cause when you, when I've been to my husband, he's like, Oh yeah, sorry. That happened to you. And you're like, no, you need to be more mad. Cause they don't get it. You know, if you're not in the industry, I feel like people don't, and you don't want to feel like you're complaining, but that's when you have that support system that I can call Anna or Cynthia and be like, can you believe what this person, you know what I mean? Like, so it's easier to have that when you do have the support and I love mentoring now too. It's great. You know, um, these newbie agents come into the office and it's like, it's fun to see when they get that first transaction or they get that first deal under contract. It's like, I remember that so vividly when I got my first deal under contract and I will always remember that client. I will always remember that address And it's so fun to be nine years into it and seeing the new agents come up and being able to help them just like someone else helped me. Absolutely. You're paying it back. Yeah, 100%. Let's take a quick break to hear from the number one loan originator, Sean Bonosian of Guaranteed Rate, as he gives us his latest mortgage tip. When you're going into a pre-approval call, it's very, very important as a potential home buyer that you walk away with the information that's important to you. In my opinion, as a buyer, being prepared for this fast-moving, competitive housing search and home buying market, you should walk away with the following information after being pre-approved. You should understand your max pre-approval, your comfort zone, what your monthly payments are going to be, what your down payment options are, what you should be budgeting for closing costs, and also the rates and products that you qualify for. If you're not getting that information, you're not prepared. If you have that information, you're totally prepared and ready to win in this housing market. Thanks, Sean. Now let's get back to the show. So tell me now that you're on your own, you're doing it and, you know, things have been challenging, obviously, for a number of different reasons over the last few years. But how are you drumming up this business? How do you continue to drum up this business, either with your sphere or brand new leads? Like, how are you what are you doing to to keep that business coming in? Um, Social media. I think I tell this to so many people. If people don't know your success how, how are you going to present yourself? Um, I tell people, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be one of those agents that just post every single day, just, you know, house after house. And I'm a real estate agent, da, 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 da. but if I see something that I know, regardless if you're buying or selling, I'm going to post about it on all aspects. So, because here's the thing, the first thing most people do when they get up in the morning, what do they do? Check their phone. And I'm a firm believer. Well, I know me, I check social media. That's my go-to. I wake up, I sit with my coffee. I try to change it, but I can't. I do too. And everyone's like, oh, well, I don't do that. Well, no, you do. Yeah, you do. You can't sit there and tell me that y'all don't go to the bathroom and what do you take with you? You're <laughs> exactly. So you're either on TikTok or you're on Facebook or Instagram. Or all three. All three at the same time. Just checking them at random. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so social media has been huge for me. Um, I will say that I um, have had more clients contact me through social media that I've been friends with. Um, you know, people that I went to elementary school with, people that you know, that I might have not talked to 
through for many years that have used me um, and seen my success. So if you don't show your success, that's where I think a lot of agents sometimes can get um, lost in this world because there's thousands of agents. I mean, let alone in the county that I used to live in, I think there was at least 14,000 agents. I mean, you got to make yourself stand out. So I know that you do a lot as far as your success-based marketing of like, I sold this home and this client's happy and blah, blah, blah. And I have this listing and so on. But what kind of things do you do that are more on the personal side that you also add to business accounts so that people can get to know you on a deeper level? Um, so we, I do a lot of things with the family, you know, posting about the family. Um, I think if people see the, the mom side of me too helps. Um, and I'm not a car salesman. I say this to my clients all the time. I don't care if it's going to take you a year to find a home. I don't care if you're not going to sell for another two years. As long as you know me, I am not going to rush you through this process. It's not my house. It's not my house that I'm selling. It's your home. And I want you to be 100% comfortable. Um, personal things, you know, my son plays um, soccer. So, you know, his name is Beckham. So he was kind of born into having to play. <laughs> At least he's good. Um, That's good. Yeah, everyone would be like a little bummed if he wasn't. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously getting to know the, those parents. And then I ask, you know, if I can sponsor the team with my own business, you know, now that I am on my own, I'm able to do that, which I love being able to give back. Um, I do another program uh, called Homes for Heroes. Um, and I post a lot about that. Um, anybody in the military, teachers, police department, fire department, and medical field, especially the medical field. Um, you know, ever since COVID, I think a lot of people, you know, realize how important <laughs> nurses and doctors have been. And that has been huge because a part of my commission will go back to them at closing. If it's on the sell side or if they want to have it on the buy side, they pick and choose. Um, so that's been really big. I love giving back to the community because the community has given me so much. Um, so that's how I kind of differentiate myself, you know, social media again, I think Anthony always, he told me that you don't have to post every closing. Uh, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> try to stop me. <laughs> yes. You know, I try and I and not post every closing. I think he said, I don't, I don't go to every closing and I'm like, I feel bad if I don't. I think in the nine years that I have been in the industry, I think I have missed only like five closings. One, I was in the hospital giving birth. So that is an excused excuse. absence. Yeah. Uh -huh. I did. Um, I think, you know, regardless of it. I was going to say, because he seems like the person that would want you to post every single closing, but yeah, it makes sense that saying you don't have to go to every closing for like time management. management yeah. But if it's part of it is that, you know, it's a that's client it. experience. Yeah. And I get that too. And I tell people all the time, that's not the, the end all be all. If you need something after closing, just because you are just because, <laughs> um, just because, you know, we close doesn't mean this, this is the last time you hear from me. And then that has a lot to do with what I do on anniversaries. I get their birthdays. I get their, you know, their anniversary. That's another thing. When I post their closing, I know when their anniversary is because it'll come up on my social media. So I always send like a, a card. Um, if I know they have little ones, I'll see if I can get their birthdays, send them a gift, you know, and that helps, you know, 
to remember, even if it was a client I just met, you know, I had a client I've sold, bought and sold now three houses with him. And he was a Zillow lead seven years ago. Didn't know and him at all before you didn't got know, the lead. I didn't even know his last name. <laughs> and now you guys are besties. Yeah. And so here's the thing, like when you do a little bit more, not just let's get them to the closing table, just do a smidge more than you think someone else, even if you think it's silly, I bet you that they won't. Um, you know, like I was telling you, I post those TikToks. I know people think I'm probably really silly, but I think it's funny and I'm sure people got a laugh out of them. And guess what? I'll probably get a client out of some of them, which I have. So tell me about the different platforms. Cause I know social media is big for you. So yes. I'm, I know you're on Facebook. Cause I think that's where I first, you know, got yeah. introduced to you. And then I know that you're huge on Instagram. You've always <laughs> done really well on Instagram, but now you're doing some TikToks too. So like, you know, explain to people that are listening that are like, oh my gosh, do I have to be on all three or like, what's kind of your strategy between posting between all three? Um, so Facebook and Instagram, obviously that's a given, um, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. So it's kind of when you merge them together, that's to me, it's just one platform. Um, when you post on Instagram, go straight to Facebook or vice versa. Um, TikTok's been huge. As we all know, if you haven't downloaded the app, don't, cause it is, it's a time suck. Time suck. I think last night I, I like an hour and a half. And then I got the little guy that said, stop, you can go to bed now. I'm like, great. You're like, oh, <laughs> I've learned more off TikTok than I have in my four years of college. Recipes, <laughs> iPhone hacks. Yeah, I mean, how to cut an onion. <laughs> so much. Yeah. An avocado. Like I have a whole new wild way of taking a pit out of an avocado now. That I yes. And, an, and a peach. Yesterday I found out how you take the, the thing out of the peach. Cutting watermelons. I mean, literally our fruit game has totally changed. Totally changed. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so I think TikTok, you... Here's my thing. I don't like to do live videos. I am a person where I have to have some sort of script or something that makes it a little bit different. Um, I don't think I'm confident enough. I know I probably can be. And that's, you know, I'm not saying everybody needs to do a live video, but I think it does help. Um, I'm on YouTube as well, but I only post like my um, like my videos in my homes. Or if I'm doing, you know, an open house of some sort, um, LinkedIn is really good if, you know, for business referrals, I think that that's huge. Um, I always suggest LinkedIn just because you never know if someone is going to get on LinkedIn first when you're agent to agent. Um, so yeah, I think those are my four main ones would be Instagram and Facebook, TikTok, and probably LinkedIn. Awesome. We're going to put links to all your socials okay. in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go and check out now that you said that you made like silly videos on TikTok, oh, yeah. you're going to want to go see them. Please. So we'll make sure to put the link in there. Please watch me have to uh, climb through my window. And <laughs> I wish that I would have done the bloopers because it took me all of 40 tries just the to bloopers would make a great video. Yeah. That's yeah. probably next time. Next yeah. time. <laughs> Opportunity missed. All right. So in closing up, cause this has been absolutely wonderful, but in yes. closing up, what would be your biggest piece of advice to an agent who is, you know, maybe at that point where they're about to think about going out on their own? What is the advice that you would give to that person at that moment? Just do it. Um, 
you will always have a, if you come from somewhere that is supported you for X amount of years, um, you never want to have, I never have regrets. I don't want to ever have regrets or, you know, mistakes or anything. And I think the biggest regret would have been if I would have said, no, I'm just going to stay because I'm too scared. Um, you're going to have support from anywhere you go. I have a, you know, and if you don't, then you need to find somewhere else. That's my honest opinion. Um, you know, we're living in a world where, you never know what can happen. <laughs> I mean, not to be morbid and not to be scared, but you just never want to look back at your life and be like, I should have done that. Just do it. Take the vacation, go to the concert, do things that make you happy. And if this is going to scare you, it should, because it is a scary transition. But at the end of the day, I can tell you coming from somewhere that was, you know, being in the industry for nine years and most of it was in a team and now two years, almost three years into being on my own, I'm looking forward to the next step. I want to then create my own team. So that's my next goal. And that's where I want to be in, you know, my five-year plan, 10-year plan. So I think that, you know, if you are even thinking about it, do it. I mean, what, what, I mean, seriously, why, why not? <laughs> I mean, nothing. And if, hey, God forbid something goes wrong and you feel like you still need that support, I can guarantee you if you came from a team that supported you, they will want you back. Why not? If not, then move to Georgia and come with me. <laughs> it's like I'm signing people up. Yeah. Well, my team. Um, it's so funny that you say all that because, like, honestly, we could play that for pretty much anyone in life and that would be good advice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. take the jump and don't doubt yourself or second guess it because if it's something that you want you got to just go for it yep you really do i mean because i've unfortunately in my lifetime you know when i spoke at the christian real estate event uh what was it 2019 yeah feels like I don't know. it was just cold yeah that's all i know it was cold <laughs> We took the girl from Georgia and made her come oh, here. Oh my God, in February. It's never seen so much snow. I had to go buy a winter coat that I've yet, still yet to have to wear here. I hope you don't have to ever wear it again, yeah. my friend. It was, I'm sure, a beautiful coat, but yes, I hope I'm you gonna, never have to wear it again. No, that's why I'm really excited about September because we're going yeah. to Lauderdale. <laughs> yes, so what she's talking about, just for any listeners who are listening now, so between now and September 23rd, we have a Crush It event happening down in Florida in Fort Lauderdale. She will be there with the other two agents that you yes. were given props to, too. So, And I already told her those are going to be our party people. I can't wait to hang out with all of you guys. Okay. Uh, we're going to have an awesome event down in Fort Lauderdale, so we'll put the link in the show notes for that as well. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Yes. So speaking of loving having you, thank you so much, Savannah. This has been so great. I know our listeners are going to get so much out of this as they always do when they listen to you. So I really appreciate you taking the time today and thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of the agents who crush it in real estate. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. We hope you learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitandre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and want to hear more stories, please share with others. Post on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch the latest from Anthony, follow him on Instagram at Crush It In Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.